0: I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is Michael Chitten, Chief Executive Officer of Broadway Technology. We're talking about the electronification of fixed income trading. What's changing in the marketplace, Michael?
1: Well, a lot is changing, and I think you've seen even more of a rapid acceleration of change due to the virtual trading environments that we found ourselves in for the past year. But fixed income is a very unique beast. The drivers of change really come around regulation, electronification, proliferation of new trading venues, all which mean the traders in fixed income have to adapt and embrace automation at an accelerated pace in order to stay relevant. COVID fueled this even further. Because we all had to work in a virtual environment. We lost that human-to-human contact that is pretty prevalent in fixed-income trading. And people just were forced to trade electronically. And this is witnessed by the fact that we saw significant increase in trading volumes that were traded electronically across both rates and credit in the past two years.
0: How has that seeing people in need to integrate the tools and data they use into their trading workflows well what you're seeing and again this is what makes fixed
1: income trading so unique is that as much as it is electronic it is there's a human to human interaction that always needs to take place because you have a very different beast than what we have in equities equities has roughly in the United States, 41,000 different instruments or securities in fixed income and bonds. You have millions of different instruments. And just by the sheer nature of that, along with how often corporate bonds will trade, sometimes only once a week, you just have this dichotomy of very liquid markets and markets that are very illiquid. And so what that means for our clients and what we're seeing with the various banks is that you know they need to find a way to embrace technology that is really much more about a platform. A platform that allows them to integrate third parties, other vendors that are part of this whole sort of trade life ecosystem, but also to be integrated to things that really, really differentiate them, things such as algorithms, analytics pricing. Um, This is their, let's put it their secret sauce. Um, And what they need to do is be able to still hold on to the things that differentiate them, but also be able to integrate other workflow tools that allow them to embrace automation. So this platform approach, this open approach, having APIs is very unique in fixed income because there is always a build, and buy approach. And this is what I love about fixed income and a lot of people who are really embracing platforms is that the choice is no longer, okay, I have all this legacy technology. I have a lot of my own uh, special pricing engines, analytics that help me to analyze trades and achieve best execution. I have my own algorithms, but I also need to have other third parties as part of that entire workflow and fixed income
0: platforms allow them to be able to do this. You were talking there about open technology and APIs and the need for existing software to be plugged into all that as well. How does this affect the next evolution in the market structure?
1: Yeah, I I think, again, what's always going to happen in fixed income Um, And this is my belief, and I think it's shared by many in the market. I was a fixed income trader many, many years ago. And there will always be a human trader interaction that needs to take place for certain markets and others that are going to always be very electronic. And it's a platform that can marry both types of workflows. That automated workflow and that human workflow, I think, is absolutely something that the future decisions that are made about technology and fixed income will always have to acknowledge. They need to find a platform, they need to find vendors and third parties that will allow the marrying of both human workflows and automated workflows.
0: So are you saying that fixed income trading will never be entirely commoditized in the way that equity trading is?
1: Absolutely. It never will be. It's just the nature of the number of instruments and the fact that there are instruments that will always remain illiquid. I mean, of the 22,000 corporate bonds listed in the United States, there are 250 that only trade once a day, as I was already mentioning. And I think the other thing that really drives fixed income markets to be very different than what we see in equities is that the average size of a bond trade is on average a hundred times greater than an equity trade. So there's just a lot of so so that size alone requires, and then some. Uh, you know, and then you you talk about illiquidity. You bring those things together, and that again forces human to human interaction to really execute on those trades.
0: Okay, let's leave the illiquidity as the elephant in the room, as it were. But there are other issues as well in terms of the complexity of the instrument, the trading strategies that people want to follow, and the frameworks that they're trying to do that in. This seems to be a more complex market than equities.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) A lot more complex, as you say. There's just so many drivers that drive price uh, compared to what you see in the equity markets. You know, fixed income markets require a lot more analytics that will help also drive pricing. And I think all of that combined really create complexity and the need, again, for clients to be able to have some of that proprietary ways of pricing and analyzing bonds, but to do that alongside very often commoditized workflows, like an order management system, like an execution management system. The other thing that's really creating complexity in fixed income markets, just to even you know add more complexity, is the fact that more and more trading venues are emerging. So what that means is that there's a lot more fragmentation. So and, and that's very similar to what's happened in equities too. But with all that fragmentation, banks are now challenged with being able to connect to all these trading venues. All these trading venues have very different protocols to connect there is really not a standard fixed protocol like you see in equities markets there are always things that are quite unique to each protocol and again you know it's just it's not only the nature of the pricing and the analytics within bonds but it's now the emergence of so many new venues and now you have to manage all this different connectivity to venues
0: well you're creating a world that is more complex for the asset managers, the investment managers, the brokers and the banks, people told me that technology was going to bring down costs. It seems to me you're talking about a world where costs are rising.
1: They are. And I think what we're seeing is that people who are within these fixed income markets, both the buy side and the banks and the brokers um, are all seeing their technology spend going up Due to this complexity
0: if that technology spend is going up obviously to a certain extent it needs to because of the the capabilities that you can buy in or build in if you are going to build it but the sheer cost of managing all these different trading venues you mentioned and getting the best price and getting the the right price for the vehicle you're selling whatever the bond is is getting more complicated not less complicated And the technology that you need to invest in as a trading technology, as a trading workflow, has got to keep pace with that. And what are they finding then
1: on the other side? So with all this cost going up to embrace new technology, to manage all these new venues, to be able to achieve best execution, yeah, there is a cost to all of that. Eventually, though, what I see is that more and more will be automated. You know, you're starting to see banks even embrace AI and machine learning in some of the ways that they're trading. So, while there is, again, and I keep on pushing this point home, I I really, really strongly see the world as still a human to human interaction will always be part of fixed income. But you will also see more and more moving to the automated side. And with automation, there's an increase in productivity. And so the costs. Might go up on the technology side, but you're increasing productivity of your traders, of your salespeople, and eventually you're also, frankly, compressing the number of, uh, of people bums on seats. So there is, you know, a eventual trend in in terms of fewer human resources that will have to be be there to support the fixed income trading as technology, uh, you know, continues to drive automation.
0: But just to underline it once again, you still see the human decision maker in the loop all the way through. One hundred percent, and
1: and and you know, and that's how we've approached it at Broadway. That's why we've embraced a platform approach that allows different styles of workflows to be able to interact with our layer of of data of APIs that you know, will will basically be the common layer that distributes the data, whether it is a human workflow or an automated workflow.
0: Michael Chin, Chief Executive Officer of Broadway Technology, thank you very much.